Well, it's day four at the Africa Cup of Nations 2019 in Egypt. Welcome to Egyptian Dream, our podcast about AFCON 2019, brought to you by the team here at Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, I'm Adrian Barnard, and today we'll be reflecting on the games so far. Journalist Ida Waringa in Nairobi reviews the three games on Sunday, and we'll hear from Harambi Stars fans in Kenya about their team's chances. And thanks too for getting in touch with us with your questions about AFCON 2019. Steve Vickers is in Egypt, and he'll be answering your questions today including which players have made the most appearances at AFCON, and both he and reporter Solomon Izanga Shoms in Johannesburg will be sharing their tips for who might win this year's title. And thanks too for your feedback on the podcast. It's great to hear from you. Alfred Mdimba in Malawi says, Ready to follow this team and journey together on Egyptian Dream. Hope it's going to be an exclusive, exciting tournament. Well, yes, we certainly agree with you there, Alfred. And Mbemba Barrow in The Gambia got in touch after listening to our first podcast last Friday. Yes, I'm enjoying every bit of it, says Mbemba. Well, that's good to hear, Mbemba. And if you missed that podcast, you can find it now in the menu of the audio platform that you're listening to. Uh, Fode Cisse is in Sierra Leone. I'm delighted to hear this great news about the podcast, says Fode. I say bravo to Team Egyptian Dream. Well, thanks for all your comments and do send us your thoughts on AFCON as the tournament unfolds and your questions for the team and we'll do our very best to include them in this Egyptian Dream podcast. Right, well now we're joined by Ida Waringa in Nairobi to look back at yesterday's games. So uh, there were three games on Sunday, Ida. Uh, first up, we had the Group D fixture in Cairo that brought together Morocco and Namibia. Two teams there separated by 66 places in the FIFA rankings. And fair to say, different expectations from each at this year's AFCON. Yes, Adrian, although one couldn't necessarily tell that difference on the pitch, it's something that we've been seeing more and more of, especially in the first few days of the Nations Cup, where smaller teams have really been giving the Giants a run for their money. And who knows, it might just turn out to be an Afghan for the underdogs. The funny thing about it is that Morocco coach Herve Renard had warned that the opening games for many of the tournament favourites would be difficult, and his forecast actually proved to come true, because I would say it was a similar situation with Morocco and Namibia. You could see the Atlas Lions dominate possession, but nothing much came from it. They just had one chance in the first half. However, Sofiane Bufal's introduction in the game seemed to change things slightly for Morocco, who, if I'm to be totally honest, previously just looked short of creativity. The own goal coming in at the very last minute was definitely a stroke of luck, but I'm sure that questions will still be asked of Renard. I mean, he's a two-time Afghan champion with two different countries, and I'm sure that Morocco will be hoping that he can work his magic with them. And let's not forget that Morocco came into this on a dismal run of form. They'd lost to Zambia and Gambia in the pre-tournament friendlies and hadn't won in their last four games. But let's talk about Namibia for a second here. Their goalkeeper Lloyd Kazapua was one of the night's heroes for me, produced several key stops, and what happened at the end there was just fate being cruel. With this being just their third Nations Cup, they really held their own against a more established and seemingly dominant side. 
Many people calling this the group of death and Morocco will really have to up the ante on Friday when they face former champions Ivory Coast. They have to tie up loose ends and especially in their final third, which is where their play seemed to be breaking down. Renard and his team definitely got away with that one, Adrian. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, that would have been a huge relief for the Atlas Lions there. And uh, a win is a win and uh, so important for any team in their first game at a major tournament to get that under their belts. But a heartbreak too for Namibia right at the end after holding out for so long. And we'll have a better idea of the task facing Morocco this year after we've seen their opponents on Friday, Ivory Coast, in action later today against South Africa. And Namibia's next game is also on Friday as they face Bafana Bafana in Cairo. And then also on Sunday, Ida, we had another eagerly anticipated encounter in Group C. It was Senegal, the highest ranked African team in the FIFA rankings, against Tanzania, who were playing in their first AFCON for an incredible 39 years. Indeed, Adrian, and they made it look so easy, didn't they? And all without their main man, Asadio Mane. A bit scary, actually, to think about what they can do with him on the team. And you know, this is very close to our hearts here in Nairobi, since this is the same group that Kenya's in. Tanzania looked so scrappy at the back, and it really was just a matter of time as to when Senegal would score. I was watching the game with some folks who summarized Tanzania's strategy perfectly. If you miss the ball, then don't miss the man. Tanzania had made 21 fouls by 90 minutes. Now, it really is rather naive, this strategy, and they just might end up finishing games with 8, 9, or even 10 men, ridding them of the already small chance they have of competition. Back to Senegal and what a strike from 20-year-old Diata on what was just his fourth senior appearance for the Taranga Lions. By then, Senegal had wasted quite a few chances with Mbaye Niang's lack of finishing, though to his credit, Tanzanian goalkeeper Aishi Manula denied Niang a couple of times. But it had started feeling like Senegal would need something special to tie up the game, and that's exactly what the youngster brought. Amazing stuff there and a very well-deserved man of the match for him. I also liked Keita Balde's unique finish in the 28th. I felt like that gave the Lions a basis to work from. But as many of us have been saying for a while now, Senegal are strong contenders for this title. They've taken part in the Nations Cup 15 times, having never won it. Their best result coming in 2002 as runners-up and surely, Adrian, many of them must feel that this is their one realistic shot. I keep referring to last year at the World Cup in Russia, where inasmuch as no African team made it past the group stage, Senegal, to me, had the best performance. Sunday's was also a game with two African coaches, Senegal's Aliou Sisse and Tanzania's Nigerian coach Emmanuel Amunike, but the Senegalese clearly had the edge. Now again, remember that Mane was out because of picking up two bookings during qualifying. That means he will be back in the next game against Kenya, something that I really don't want to think about. A routine win without much stress for Senegal. Things can only get better from here with the Liverpool ace back on the pitch. Yes, that was a very assured performance, wasn't it, from the Taranga Lions? And with Sadio Mane back in contention for their next game, well, they can only get stronger. 
And so, uh, Ida, on to Sunday's third game. Uh, and over there in Kenya, great hope, if not perhaps expectation, from the fans supporting the Harambee Stars ahead of their Group C encounter with Algeria. So what was the reaction there to the result? The result was a hard hit. I'd talked to some fans before the game, and while expectation was definitely there, there was also a sense of cautious optimism. Have a listen. How do you feel about Kenya's chances in this game versus Algeria? Uh, as long as they keep it down to less than three goals, they're okay. Wow, are, are we no, being no, no, that, no. you know, honestly, that honestly, pessimistic? No, honestly, I think it's going to be tight just for the sake of prestige and pride and the fact that at least there's a bit of Kenyan support for the first time. Genuine support. Um, I think Kenya has a very good chance against Algeria. Uh, being the first tournament in 15 years, I think we don't have anything to lose. And as you've seen as the tournament has progressed, the underdogs are no longer underdogs, right? You've seen uh, Namibia, the first game, uh, Zimbabwe against Egypt. So I think Kenya will have a chance. The only worry for me is our defence. We've lost two very key players. I don't know how, uh, how we are going to cope up. The last one there turned out to be quite accurate because Kenya's defense definitely took a blow. Things started out on the wrong foot earlier on when Joa Shonyango, who's a crucial cog to Kenya's backline, suffered an ankle injury during training. There were also concerns as to the squad selection, with reliable defender David Owino, a.k.a. Calabar, benched, despite the team desperately in need of his skill set on the pitch. Schoolboy errors definitely cost the Harambe stars. Denis Odiambo's tackle that gave that penalty away to Algeria was largely avoidable, and Riyad Mahrez was totally unmarked for his goal just before the break. It could easily have been more goals for the Desert Foxes in the first half, but we saw Algeria take a more contained approach in the second, wanting to rein in the game and manage their win. Kenya's midfield was also particularly worrying. With players such as Timbe, Kahata and Johanna, there was zero creativity in the middle, instead choosing to play long balls. The horrid performance can probably be put down to a mixture of several things, Adrian. Defensive woes, stage fright, etc. But for the team with a joint best defensive record during the qualifiers to be undone so easily was a hard thing to watch as a fan. Well, the new format of AFCON this year with an increased 24 teams up from 16 of previous editions does at least open the door for the best four third-place teams of the six groups to progress to the round of 16. So Kenya's next game against neighbours Tanzania on Thursday will be crucial in that regard. And also on Thursday, Senegal meet Algeria in a game that will most likely determine who ends up topping that group. Well, thanks for that, uh, Ida, and we'll welcome you back to the podcast on Wednesday. Well, it seems a long time ago now, but it was in fact only four days ago when the tournament kicked off, with the hosts Egypt defeating the Warriors of Zimbabwe in Cairo, with the only goal of the game scored by Mahmoud Trezeguet four minutes before half-time. Mohamed from Sierra Leone got in touch with us with his thoughts on the game. Well, what a good opener today in the African Nations Cup, said Mohamed. It was really a good game between Egypt and Zimbabwe. I was so impressed by the Zimbabweans, they really gave us a good game. For Egypt, I can't say much right now. It's still a long way to go. And for sure, they're going to qualify to the next stage of the tournament. And this first win makes that possible for them. But really to judge them well, well, we'll have to wait until after their second game. 
Well, thanks for that, uh, Mohammed. And this is what the Warriors coach Sunday Chidzamwa had to say after the game. As far as we are concerned, it was a game of two halves. We didn't play well in the first half. They dominated the game. We were lucky not to concede the goal in the first 10 minutes. As the game went on, we came in, into the game gradually. And up until we considered the goal towards the end of the first half. But second half, I think we came into the game. We didn't play well in our attacking third. We didn't create enough scoring chances to win the match. And we just have to work uh, in our attacking third to create the chances. And hopefully we're going to do that in the next game. So Sunday, Chizamwa, they're talking about the need for the Warriors to convert their attacking chances in their next game. Uh, they'll have the chance to do that on Wednesday when they meet Uganda. And also in Group A on Wednesday, Egypt will be facing the DRC. Right now, let's move on to more of your questions. First up, it's Frida Akachi in Kenya, who asked, who do you think will win this year's AFCON and why? Over to you first, Steve. Well, Frida, I've got three picks. Uh, my first is Egypt. Uh, the hosts usually do well in the Nations Cup. And here in Egypt, I'm seeing massive support for the Pharaohs, which is bound to help their cause. I fancy Morocco to do well. They've got a strong squad. And the team that I thought would win in 2017, Senegal, must be in with a big shout again. Only reached the quarterfinals in Gabon two years ago. But their opening win here, 2-0 over Tanzania, was very comfortable indeed. So those are my three, and Egypt have to be my first choice. OK, Steve, uh, hedging your bets a little bit there, but uh, going for Egypt. Solomon, your thoughts? I think I'll put my money on the host Egypt, that is the Pharaohs of Egypt. Uh, they did well to uh, get a 1-0 victory over Zimbabwe in the opening game, which is always very crucial. Remember, pressure is so much on them. And also remember that uh, two years ago in Gabon, uh, Egypt got all the way to the final and uh, played against the indomitable Lions of Cameroon, scored the first goal in the 22nd minute of the first half. And Cameroon came back in the second half and got two goals. Uh, so I feel they've gotten a lot of experience. And also with their play at the World Cup in Russia, they have what it takes. And Mohamed Salah is there. If he comes through, then definitely he's going to be uh, uh, Egypt all the way. And uh, home advantage is quite huge to support are going to be right behind them uh, yes indeed home advantage and a big fan base and Mo Salah no less does make a very strong team for sure uh, so there you are Frida Egypt is the choice of the team here next up it's John in Ghana who asks which player and which country has made the most appearances at AFCON Steve yeah, good question, John. Uh, there are two players who've appeared at eight editions of the Nations Cup, and it's the same eight editions. So that's Ahmed Hassan of Egypt and Rigabes Song of Cameroon. They featured at every edition from 1996 up to 2010. Hassan made 184 appearances for Egypt. That's a world record. He was 35 when he played at his final AFCON. Rigabes Song was only 20 when he appeared at his first Nations Cup. And uh, for the teams, Egypt have the most appearances at 24, Cote d'Ivoire have 23, and Ghana have been to the Nations Cup 22 times. So this year's hosts, Egypt, have made more AFCON appearances than any other team. Thanks for your question there, John. And uh, if you've got a question for the team, do send us a note on WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven nine double five. 
232780. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. And we welcome your voice notes too. So if you'd like to send us your question in an audio format via the voice note, then we can include it in the podcast. And uh, just a note to say that from today, the podcast will be almost daily. That's uh, every day from today until Monday, the 15th of July, apart from this coming Saturday, the 29th of June. And then we'll have our last two podcasts on the 18th and 22nd of July. But for now, you can enjoy Egyptian Dream almost every day until Monday, the 15th of July. And so I say that's every day apart from this coming Saturday. Well, uh, let's now go back to Steve uh, in Egypt. And uh, Steve, I believe you've been playing football with one of the stars of the tournament. Uh, Yes, uh, I was on the touchline when the teams were warming up here in Alexandria for the Guinea-Madagascar match on Saturday. And as they finished and walked off towards the dressing rooms, a ball happened to land right next to me. And who else was walking towards me but Liverpool's Naby Keita. So I saw my chance. I stroked the ball beautifully to him. It was so inviting a pass that Naby had to take it. So he flicked it up, uh, gave it a couple of touches and then continued on his way. Uh, Now, if only I could have turned back the hands of time, I would have given my phone to one of the Guinea officials and asked him to video it. And then maybe I could have got Naby to show the video to the Reds management. And who knows, there could have been a spot for me in the Liverpool veterans team. (laughs) And why not? You've got a dream, eh, Steve? Well, then that's just about it for today. Now, don't forget to send us your thoughts and comments as the tournament progresses. What teams have impressed you? Who are the players that have caught your eye? And what do you think about the standard of refereeing in the tournament? That so often has been a point of great discussion in the past. Well, on WhatsApp, the number is plus four four seven nine double five. 232780. That's plus 44795552327802. In Tuesday's Egyptian Dream podcast, Solomon Izang Ashoms in Johannesburg will be sharing his thoughts on Monday's games between the Ivory Coast and South Africa in Group D and the Group E matches between Tunisia and Angola and Mali and the newcomers Mauritania. So until then, thanks very much for listening. I'm Adrian Barnard and Egyptian Dream is a Planet Sport Football Africa production from Passion for Sport.